Hi friends, welcome back. I am so excited about this month um, because I know last month we we did more of a, a clearing, a cleansing, a decluttering practice every day. And this month I wanted to bring us back to meditation. Um, and so I kind of designed uh, how I want the next 28 days to look for us, right? So we're going to do some daily meditation practices that are not going to be very long, right? They'll be anywhere from five to maybe about 20 minutes. Um, I don't think, I don't even think they'll be that long, maybe 15 at the most, right? So they'll be very small moments of time so that it's easier for us to digest, right? And allow our meditation to truly guide us throughout the rest of our days. I've broken it down by week. So we'll truly have each week where we'll focus on a particular theme. So with today will be the beginning of week one. And I'm really excited about this week one. Um, I, I'm actually excited about all the weeks, every single one of them. They're going to be absolutely amazing. So thank you for being here. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. And I hope that you get as much out of these meditations as I do. Mindfulness practice isn't meant to eliminate thinking, but more so help us know what we're thinking when we're thinking it. Just like when we want to know what we're feeling when we're feeling it. See, it allows us to watch our thoughts, see how one thought leads to the next, and then decide if we're heading down an unhealthy path, and if so, allow us to let go and change directions. See, we can rest in the awareness of the thought, in the compassion we extend to ourselves if the thought that makes us maybe feel uncomfortable and in the balance and good sense that we can summon as we decide whether or not we want to act on that particular thought. See, working with emotions during our meditation sessions truly does sharpen our ability to recognize a feeling just as it begins, not 15 consequential actions later. We can then go on to develop a more balanced relationship with it, letting it overwhelm us so that we lash out. We can now control that, or we can also redirect if we tend to ignore it because we're afraid or ashamed of it. We're able to balance that relationship between the two. See, in this way, the practice of mindfulness truly does allow us to see our lives more clearly, more honestly. And the clearer our vision, the more firsthand information we have about ourselves and the world. And the better able that we are to make those good decisions, 
and feel less fragmented as we do it. This week, we're going to focus on mindfulness of the mind. You know, the thoughts and the emotions that come and go. These objects of mindfulness can be subtle and fleeting, as especially the case with our thoughts. So whether our thoughts or emotions, we tend to identify with them quite a bit. And as much as we identify our true selves with our bodies, we tend to do that a lot more with our minds, right? Think of when you hit your elbow, right? You might yell out or quietly say, oh my God, my elbow hurts. But we are truly unlikely to say, I am a sore elbow. See the difference? So if we experience sadness, guilt, anger, we're much more likely to build a whole self-image around that. You know, like, oh my God, sometimes saying I'm such an angry person and I always will be, right? We attach ourselves to this image. Trust me that our goal is not to at all wipe out those thoughts or emotions, not even very negative or painful ones. We couldn't succeed at at that if we even truly tried really, really hard. But our goal is to establish a more spacious relationship to those thoughts and those emotions so that we are empowered. We have a choice in that space, right? For example, do I really want to send this exact email? If we have no space, we've already pressed send even before we recognize that that email may not have been a good one. We may have felt angry when we hit send. So the work isn't to fall into and be dominated by every thought and every emotion that arises, but also not to push against them and dislike or fear whatever we're feeling or thinking either. See, mindfulness actually avoids both of these extremes, and instead, we can have a balanced and interested relationship towards all of that that comes up for us. We can have more compassion for ourselves with more negative or painful states and notice and enjoy more pleasant states. Instead of being so distracted, we hardly take them into appreciation at all. See, we may have the idea that there's something we would like to capture, perhaps something that we can show off to all of our friends. But any meditation experience we can show off doesn't matter. What actually matters is that we're open to learning the ways of the forest, the ways of the body, the ways of the mind. What matters is that we learn how to wander, how to explore, how to make this journey of discovery. And to learn how to have that wander at that changing array of our experiences, that means there's no particular experience that is good while the rest are considered inferior. It's all good and that we can learn from everything, all aspects. So if at any time that it feels too fleeting or too ungrounded, it's perfectly fine to go back to mindfulness of the body. It's not regressive to do that. We're just trying to cover the scope of where mindfulness can touch and improve on our lives.
I used to feel very, very early on in my practice that mindfulness was awaiting me somewhere out there, that it was going to take a lot of effort and determination, but somehow, someday, after a great deal of struggle, I was going to claim my moment of mindfulness. You know, sort of like planting a flag at the top of a mountain, right? Like, here, I found it, I've gotten it. See, my view of the matter was so enlarged and my understanding transformed when I realized that mindfulness wasn't inaccessible or remote. It was always right there with me. The moment I remembered it, the moment I noticed that I was forgetting to practice it, there it was, right there. My mindfulness didn't need to get better or be as good as somebody else's. It was already perfect. And so is yours. But that truth is so easily forgotten in the midst of our busy lives and our complicated relationships. And one reason we practice is to recall that truth so that we can remember to be mindful more and more often throughout our days and remember more naturally. A regular practice makes mindfulness a part of us. I hope this daily tip has helped you. And if it has, I'd love to hear from you. Share it with me. Share it with someone that you love. Someone that you think might benefit from this tip. See, this practice is a way of weaving mindfulness into the moments of our everyday lives, routine moments, as well as those that are more challenging. The first thing that we do with this practice, because it's brief, is to take an intentional posture, relaxed, Letting our bodies express a sense of being present, at ease, and awake. Now close your eyes if that feels comfortable for you, or leave them slightly open. The first step is to collect our awareness by focusing on a single object, the movement of the breath. Focusing attention on the movements of the belly, the rise and fall of the breath, or the passage of each breath in and out breath at the nostrils. Spend a moment or so here to focus on this movement, moment by moment, breath by breath, as best you can. Know when the breath is moving in and when the breath is moving out. 
and just bring your awareness again and again to the pattern of the movement at the belly or the nostrils, gathering yourself, using the anchor of the breath to be present. The second step is to include awareness of the sensations in the body. Having gathered our attention to some extent, we allow our awareness to expand. As well as being aware of the breath, We also include a sense of the body as a whole. Allowing awareness to be more spacious. A sense of the body as a whole, including any tightness or sensations related to holding in the shoulders, the neck, in the face. And follow the breath as if your whole body is breathing. We hold all this in a more spacious awareness. what sensations are present right now. Just simply noticing that this is how it is at this very moment. Then as a third step, let's become aware of what's going on through our mind. What thoughts are coming and going? And here again, as best that we can, just notice the thoughts as events in the mind. What emotions are present? And in particular, turning toward any unpleasant emotions. Rather than trying to push them away or shut them out, just acknowledge them. Perhaps saying, there you are. That's what's happening right now. And then when you're ready, just allow your eyes to open. And as best you can, Bring this expanded, more spacious, accepting awareness to the next moments of your day. We've come to the end of our third week. And during this week, we've 
looked at thoughts and emotions with greater clarity and balance. We've seen that what it's like to be able to generate more spaciousness to our thoughts and emotions so that we can be present and centered, whatever's happening. And this growing spaciousness also allows us choice as to which thoughts and emotions we want to nurture and which we want to let go of. It's a useful time to look back and reflect on our experience of mindfulness of the thoughts and emotions. So I'll see you next week when we explore loving kindness.